Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Inside the birds is back. What's going on, everybody? It's Jeff Mosher and Adam Kaplan here to recap a crazy Eagles loss. I mean, a neck and neck, back and forth. Really good game, a well-contested game, but nonetheless a 33-26 to loss in the desert to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I, look, I don't know what the reaction from the fan base will be, Adam, because now the whole control your destiny is not in their hands, and I don't know if fans still had like this big playoff push going on or if it was more about the change in quarterback. But if it's just about the change in quarterback, you have to be really, really pleased and encouraged with what you saw from Jalen Hurts in that game. Uh, no doubt. It, it was an amazing performance. And, you know, it's interesting. You know, I picked the Eagles to lose, what, uh, 33-24, the last 33-26. Well, the way the game started, I'm like, oh, my God, I got this one wrong. They give up the safety. Um, Hurts does not look good early on. He looks jittery. He doesn't look like he's ready. I'm like, man, well, this, this doesn't look very good. Then he slowly got comfortable. They protected him pretty well, by the way. Don't let the six-sack fool you. It was not that type of game. They actually protected him really well. Uh, he took some sacks late because he didn't see the field uh, great in the fourth quarter late because he was just – he just went into the rugby scrum and needed to make sure that he had more space, but that's okay. He had a very good game. So poised out there. Again, does not throw it to the other team. Can't tell you how important that is. He's one turnover in two games, which is the fumble against New Orleans, but made some big-time throws. Um, Patrick Peterson – had at least four penalties. He could have had more. I, I, you know, I, I said on our pregame show, folks, this defense is beatable in the Cardinals. They've had games where they simply get housed. They give up a lot of yardage. Some games, they're so aggressive, they get you. This is a game where if you protect, the plays are there, and the Eagles had plays. That's why I thought the Eagles could score pretty well in this game. They did. I'm sure that they'll, they'll say that they left some plays on the field. They certainly did. But mm-hmm. they moved the ball really, really well. Uh, you got to be happy with the way that uh, Jalen Hurts played. It was fantastic. Um, it, as I said in the game, uh, in, uh, pregame, Greg Cosell and I completely agreed. I thought Hurts would probably put the ball 40 times. He put it up 44 times. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, game flow and uh, what's called um, passing tempo had to be higher because of them being behind. It's exactly the way I, I said the game would play out, literally to a T. It's just that the start of the game was bizarre to me. I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on here. And then, uh, <laughs> that, you know, the, the so, so my, you always ask about the aerial view. Clearly, I, I said it two weeks ago. Jalen Hurts will be the star of the rest of the season. That's never been in doubt. They have yep. to evaluate him. 
We'll, yep. we'll, as the weeks pass by, they're not eliminated yet. Um, you know, the Eagles are still, they need to win both. Obviously, they play Washington in, in week 17. They need Washington to lose this coming week, and they need to win. Then it sets up week 17, um, I think. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's still – yep, that's still still the situation. But look, I don't remember who Washington has next week. We know the Eagles will play Dallas, correct? And then Washington – Yes, the Eagles play at Dallas, and then Washington in week numero 16 – not the Giants because they've already no, they played the Giants. They play the twice. Washington team. I have this guy. Oh, oh God! They they gotta win. They play at home against the Panthers. Well, I mean, the Panthers have put up fights. You know, they gave Green they Bay did. a nice little fight. They they so we'll they held Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I was shocked at, uh, at at how well they played defense against Rodgers. He was actually frustrating that game. But you know, getting back to this Eagles game, you had to be proud, and you, you just I think you set up really well. Knock down, drag out fight. You, you also thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. We were all right. Um, you know, I, I, I just didn't think the Eagles could win shorthanded. I, I, as you know, Hopkins was my player of the game going in. He sure as heck is my player of the game coming out. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was simply incredible. Yeah. You know, from my area of view, Adam, I, I've, and I've been doing this a lot for the last, I guess, game or two, is trying to project what I might be thinking if I were Jeffrey Lurie, right? And we said last week that, if you're the kind of person that is seeing what's going on now as a Doug versus Carson thing where you feel like one guy is more responsible than the other, you and I, you know, we, we've pointed out the flaws in both, but if there are a lot of people who are on one side or the other here, and after two rounds, Doug looks a lot better out of this than Carson because the offense has certainly looked a lot different. And yes, it's because the quarterback is playing well, but we're not criticizing every single play call and every route concept and saying, where's this, where's <laughs> yeah. that, where's this, where that. We're seeing this and that because it's been able to be executed on the field. Sure, look, we only have two games. And this one was the game where, you know, we, we came in thinking, this is the game we're going to see how we handle having to throw the ball a lot. The first game, he was poised, but he didn't have to throw the ball a lot. It wasn't spectacular. He just executed the game game plan like he was supposed to. Um, let's see what happens. We actually have to throw the ball out. That's when you start getting a true test. Mm-hmm. It gets a very aggressive defense because if you protect, they give up yards, man. They give. Uh, I've probably seen that Seattle Arizona game, the first game, probably three times. One of the best games I've ever seen. Mm. They they are they are so aggressive, but they give up so many plays over the middle. Um, Alsh- Alshon Jeffrey, great effort in that game. I know he labors out there. <laughs> He's hurricane. He job done. Like, What's that? He got the job done though. He did. He, he did. Proven me wrong. Oh, he, he he got it, and, and the, the the first touchdown to Quez Watkins, what a spin move he put on. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. But so my area of, aerial view before we move forward here is that this is a tremendous effort. Never, as I said last week after the, the New Orleans game, do not question the effort, A, of the players, and, and don't ever question whether they play hard for this head coach. I've got my issues with Peterson. I've made it very clear this season he's not done a good job of managing the offense and the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But as you said, how could you criticize him now the way that he's handled Jalen Hurts? And obviously everyone who's involved, whether it's Press Taylor, Marty Morningweg, or Rich Scangarello, they're doing a great job of getting him prepared. Good old December Doug is back again. Yeah. <laughs> but not uh, winning, unfortunately. Yeah. December, yeah, this time he didn't win. December Doug and backup quarterback Doug are at it again. You're right, though. It is a loss. And um, I do think that there will be a segment of the fan base that will be excited about the, the Jalen Hurts win. I mean, the Jalen Hurts performance. But disappointed in the loss and probably go through some of the things. Uh, like, they'll point out how bad special teams was. And it really oh, was really awful. dreadful in the worst awful. time. And in, in fact, I 
I had spoken to a team source, you know, about an hour after the game, and, and he said, you know what? Special teams was a disaster, and we obviously didn't have an answer for DeAndre Hopkins. But other than that, he said pretty, pretty evenly matched teams right there. I mean, going at it. And he's right. The difference with special teams being a disaster and DeAndre Hopkins making some plays. They're wide receivers in general, but, but especially DeAndre Hopkins. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Had they had Slay and, and Maddox, I would have picked the Eagles to win this game because they're better. They're, they're, to me, they, their de- Eagles defense at full house is clearly better than I don't think it's even close. Yeah, I agree with you. I it's agree. Just, they're so shorthanded. They're running all these guys out there that shouldn't have been playing. They went with five DB. They went – I'll tell you what. I'll give Schwartz credit. He mixed it up, but he was playing – seemed to be a lot of zone. Yes. And they gave up a lot of room, which, you know, the goal is obviously not to give up the big play, unfortunately. You don't look at Hopkins. He's never been a true deep threat. That's really not his game. Mm-hmm. But they did. They gave a place to him. He's a phenomenal football player, by the way. He's just uh, – if he's you've incredible. never seen him before, folks, he's, this guy's unreal. I mean, the go-ahead touchdown was DeAndre Hopkins in a nutshell. He squeezed that ball so hard while he was still running and caught, caught it, came down with it, and that's, that's everything that DeAndre Hopkins is. And uh, if I can be fair, everything the Eagles kind of lack in wide receiver. They've got – you know, Fulgham has shown you uh, the ability to go get it. Um, everybody else they brought in, the Ragers and the Hightowers and the Watkins are more speedy guys. But, you know, to have a guy who's as – big and tall and lengthy and physical as Hopkins and can make catches like that. And unfortunately for the Eagles, they've seen this three weeks in a row, you know, Hopkins. And then before that Hopkins, Michael Thomas. And before that Devonte Adams, it's kind of a painful reminder of the type of wide receiver that they don't have really. Yeah. Hopkins is not big. He's just, he wins. He's, he's, he's over six feet. Is he not? Right. But he's not big. He's not like thick. He just wins. No, no, I know. I just meant, right. I, I should have said tall, I guess. Right. Yeah. He's got, he's not, yeah, he's not big at all. He just wins. He's strong as hell. He's smart. Right. He's tough. And I, that's a great point you make because this is what you, when you evaluate an offense, you always look at who do you have who can win? Okay. When Zach Ertz was special, he would win every single game. He's right. not the same player. Dallas Goddard's starting to become that guy. He's starting to become super dependable. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, he made some <laughs> amazing plays in this game. He um, did. And, and now Rager is strong as hell from a, you know, like he's short, but he's strong yeah. physically, muscular. Right. Maybe over the next couple of years, he built himself up a little bit. Um, he obviously becomes a better route runner. He starts winning more, and maybe he can mm-hmm. become that dependable guy. But it's a really good point you make. I, I just don't think they have that guy right now with Ertz not being the same player. No, no doubt about it. Uh, all right, we will get into this game. We'll break it apart, offense, defense, and uh, give our men of the game. At first, we'll stop and talk about our friends at phlsportsnation.com, covering all of the Philadelphia sports teams like nobody else, the Phillies, the Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, the Union. They are enhancing the fan experience with their great content. So check them out phlsportsnation.com look for him on twitter at phl sports nation and we'll pause real quick for a word from our other great sponsors including our friends at sky motor cars hey it's jeff mosher adam kaplan and i love using anchor for our inside the birds podcast every week it's so user-friendly anyone can create their own podcast and you should too just download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. 
You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. Sky Motor Cars in Westchester is a different sort of dealership. All it takes is one look at their Highline pre-owned vehicles that people over the country want and need. Owner Brett Shoulder, make sure you don't spend a dime of your money before you purchase the car. Sky Motor Cars allows you to make all the decisions regarding your next vehicle. At Sky Motor Cars, you never have to spend more than necessary. Visit SkyMotorCars.com today or call 610-918-7225. All right, let's um, talk a little bit more about the offense, Adam, because this sure. is probably their best offensive output since the um, since the Ravens and Steelers back-to-back yeah. games where they were up there 28 and 29 points uh what, what, you you brought up this point earlier in this pod and we talked about it not only in the pregame podcast but also the Sunday pregame show and you hit it on the head w- what we wanted to see and what we thought we were going to see regardless was more throwing because we figured in order to match point for point with this Cardinals offense that Jalen was going to throw the ball and so what stood out to me Adam is that he was for, for a guy who made very few downfield throws in his first start against the Saints, he was a down – he was a, a – And they a, took shots. They yeah, he was a quarterback. Shots. Like, he wasn't yeah. a running quarterback. Right, he, right, he, right. he could run. Right. Yeah, he was just sure. what you see out of the league today, a very athletic mobile quarterback, but who really looked to put the ball down the field. Yeah, and he's not fast. He's a decisive downhill runner with really mm-hmm. good vision. Uh, I, I don't want to say he had heavy legs in this game. He just – I think he might have gotten tired in the second half. I didn't well, they think had like he 13 moved. possessions, right? I mean, they were on the – Wow, is that how many – yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he moved as well, but mm-hmm. he is tough. I love, for the most part, he, he maintained his downfield focus, which is really important. Yes. They took shots downfield. Um, they, the guys balled out for him. They tried hard. You know, Sanders got the ball more in the run game, but only got it once. And the 26-yard the, the play was really nice, but he never got it again. Yeah, uh, that that's that, you know, again, the, the coaches have to do a better job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there were some plays where maybe the, the ball wasn't supposed to be in the spot. It wasn't in the spot it was supposed to be. I think it's just a timing issue because Hertz yeah. is new to these t- past targets. But overall, he hung in there. I, I thought that, uh, as I said, Jeffrey made an effort. Her, um, Ertz had the b- huge play. And how about he, how about Hertz and Walk and, and Warden? And the announce the uh, guy on Fox, who keep to leave, was obviously the color analyst. Uh, the people were complaining about him on Twitter. I liked it more than other people. Akeem I actually Tlaib. watched watched it on on very low or mute because um, I just like to have my own thoughts. And I got you. It's I know. like the A team, but yeah. I just was not interested. So I got you. All right, I got you. But um, I just think overall, my, my aerial view of the offense was I was superiorly encouraged. I was like, okay, this is as you were saying. This is the way it should look when you're throwing mm-hmm. because you're, you're processing well enough. It certainly wasn't perfect. It never is. You, you don't watch the tape later today. It's Monday morning. You're, you're going to find, as they did the first game, and believe me, they found stuff they could do better from the New Orleans mm-hmm. game. And he had to throw the ball 14 times more than the last game and several big plays. Again, I don't have any problems with most of the sacks. I, I, the offensive line gave him plenty of time to throw. And – you got to feel good about the offense going to the Dallas game. They play Dallas uh, on Sunday. This is yeah. a, Dallas has a bad defense. They should they should be able to move the ball and continue to get Hurts some confidence. You know what? I, I, that's you're right, but there's something about the way Dallas has been playing 
the last few weeks. Very uneven. I mean, obviously, you know, they beat San Francisco, which was, I thought, a pretty interesting win for them. They scored points. They're not. They- hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They don't seem to be giving up the chunk play as much um, as they are letting teams kind of walk down the field on them. But I think it's going to be actually a fascinating game. I, I don't think it's going to be easy for either team. So we'll obviously get into that. But um, the point I wanted to make on all the downfield throwing is also that he threw the ball 44 times. Zero interceptions. Yep. There was one uh, pass that was almost picked off. And Over the middle. Asked, yeah, yeah, someone said to me on, on Twitter, not even to me on Twitter, I, I didn't tweet anything. They just happened to say to me, yeah. why, does some, why, do, why don't people say anything about these near pick sixes as they would with Carson? And I think that that was just an unfair question. This kid's making his second start, first start on the road, every quarterback. I was yeah. watching Tom Brady a couple of weeks ago almost oh, a yeah. few pick sixes. The point when you're when you're making ten times as many good plays as bad plays, then yeah, the pick sixes happen, but they don't get the same type of scrutiny as when you're mired in a six seven game slump and you're throwing a lot of those either interceptions or almost pick sixes. It's not even fair to talk about it in the same context. So I thought to for him to throw the ball forty four times and have very few passes that you were like, Ugh, no. I mean he had far better passes and to be honest with you if and this is not his fault but if Dallas Goddard had amazingly corralled that um yeah the drive before if he had caught that holy cow what a what a win that probably would have been for the Eagles I mean that we would be talking about this one for a long long time sure um the I think when he struggled he rushed himself uh there are some passes where he he just they, the ball sailed or just was not accurate. He just needed to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he rushed himself a little bit, but that was the one thing from a negative standpoint that I caught. But other than that, man, I was 20 completions. I mean, threw the ball 44 times. I mean, you, you're, there was just some timing stuff because he's new to these players. It's just it, the more he plays, he'll, he'll start the final two games, the better he'll get. I mean, the, yeah. as you said we, many times, he's the son of a coach. He knows the expectation is when, when you're, you're brought up in a football family. As you work hard, um, you listen to your coaches and you process, and he'll get better. Again, offensively before we get to defense, so much. And by Fulgham, by the way, also came in late on late. He, he had one big catch uh, that you know, made the had the game continue, or the game would have been over. But right. you got to feel pretty encouraged with the offense, and it certainly will get better as Hertz gets more work with these guys. Well, last thing on on Hertz, Adam, he's got five touchdown passes now. Do you know that every single one of them has come on either third or fourth down? Wow, is that right? Holy smokes. That's pretty impressive. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know it, almost, that. Wow. it almost defies logic a little bit because exactly. in general, uh, over the last two games, they have not been great on third down. They were um, – I want to see what, uh, what they were on third down. Um, ah, man, I, I can't find it. I had it up a minute ago. They were 6 of 18. 33%. Not, yeah, which not is great. not very good. Yeah. And then they were kind of in that same vicinity against the Saints. So overall, not great. But when he's making his big plays, they are happening in clutch moments as well. Exactly. That, hey, that's usually hey. when the defense is coming after you. So Yeah, it's interesting that the, the, uh, the play-by-play guy said that, I guess when he talked to Hertz, he talked about his work with Ward. You know, because remember, when you're – Ward's technically a backup. 
and Hertz was in training camp. So they got to know each other and they've, they've developed this chemistry and that, that's, it's been pretty impressive. Uh, you know, both plays in the red zone, boy, he, Greg Ward, he's never going to outrun anybody. The, all the guy does is get open. That's a heck of a find for the Eagles. He it should have taken them how many times? Well, I don't know how many times they cut the guy over three years. Yeah, but it should never have happened as many times. That was a mistake, obviously. Right. They, they're very lucky that they they still have him. He's been a great story of development. Um, I you know Goddard, Goddard got the ball late. He should have been a more of a factor early, but um, I, I'd have to I have to ask. It seemed to me he was blocking a lot. So it, 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 it's hard to yeah, say. Yeah, because the Cardinals threw a lot of six and oh, seven-man yeah. rushes. Yeah, there, and they, so. they got that speed package, man. They, Boy, they're relentless with their – but that's the thing about Hurts was so impressive. He didn't turn it over. That's right. It's very impressive with all that going on he didn't. Yeah, I mean, the only knock on him was really early was the intentional grounding. But, um, you know – He did have three fumbles, but that, – That's that, true, that, yeah. You know, he, but how about they, picking up the fumble and throwing – to the yeah, sideline oh and hitting your uh, – that, that was incredible. Unbelievable play uh, to have the presence of mind. Remember when I said maintaining his downfield focus? He did a much better job of that this game. Absolutely. Uh, very little to criticize, man. It, it's uh, – you know, we'll uh, – you know, we had Greg Cosell on our pregame show. You could hear it. Uh, you could actually hear it and watch it. You could watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And Greg was pretty strong with his praise. And he, yeah. he and I agreed it's going to be fascinating to see what happens when they're behind – and when they got to throw a lot, the volume, how does he handle the volume? And boy, did he handle it well. It really did. Yeah, certainly passed all the tests. And then maybe next time they come out with the win. Uh, let's finish up the offense. Offensive line, you said you're right, that not not all the sacks were on them. There were a couple of plays for Pryor, I think, that we expected that, yeah. he, would, the, yeah. that, that he would get beat on. Um, I think Kelsey snap. No, no, Lovato snap. That's the special teams. I'm sorry. I was going to say the snap was not great on the when Zach Ertz had to be nope. the holder. Nope. So I know it looked like it was on Ertz, but that might have been on Lovato. Again, special teams was a disaster. Real bad. But, yeah, I do look forward to seeing the, the, the All-22 copy to really get a better idea of how the offensive line played. But the run, you know, Sanders didn't have explosive runs, but he certainly was able to move forward. He didn't get stopped. Yeah, it was a grind it. It was a grind it out game. He, he didn't – he just didn't have – he only, his longest run was 10. Uh, yeah. He did it, the, the big pass play, but – Right. Oh, that's what I wanted to mention, though, Adam. Though, though, and I don't even need the all twenty-two because you could see in the TV copy the Cardinals clearly had seven, eight in the box. Sometimes, mm-hmm. I mean, they mm-hmm. were daring uh, Jalen Hurts to throw the ball, and he uh, he he did, and he did well. But <laughs> yeah. if you if you'll look, you'll see. I mean, uh, if you want to know why the running game wasn't great, there were a lot of Cardinals in that box. The crowded, right? The crowd of the middle. Yeah, you're. Yeah, it sure seemed like that. But um, I, I'm I'm interested to see how they because you know, they did. I, I wasn't charting it, but they still did plenty of pre-snap motion. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what other wrinkles. You know, they did ghost motion, orbit. Um, um, they got Golden on one play where he I, – I, I can't remember exactly what happened. I, just, I know that he was the force player. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I don't think, I don't think they fell for much. Like, see, like New Orleans just made too many mental errors, which is surprising. They're really smart defense. Right. What, what happened here was – the blocker for the most part was so good. He had time to survey and you saw guys make plays for him. And that's, you know, that's all they got open. They got open a lot yep. in that game. By the way, are we to make something? I, I want to move on from the offense, but yep. I do want to ask this. And I think we're going to be talking about this over the next two weeks because it's happening kind of subtly and not getting a lot of attention. But I feel like we're witnessing a change of the number one tight end. 
I don't. I mean, Zach Ertz has been back for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe he's not as healthy as we think, or he's still kind of getting his. Oh, it changed. Oh, back. there's no question. But, it changed. But, it, but it, I don't know. It, I, yeah, oh, so you're saying yes. There's no oh, question. Oh, Goddard's there. clearly the number. Yeah, it's not even even debatable. Yeah, because yeah. if you look at the way that Goddard's being used, he's always going to get more snaps because he's from now on I in because he's got a block. He's a much better blocker than Zach. Although Zach had some good blocks last week. Yeah, actually um, did. Yeah. I I just he is their guy of the future. Um. He did an incredible job of coming back from his uh, ankle fracture. Mm-hmm. And he's a heck of a football player. I mean, he really is. And look, Zach, Zach had a couple big plays. I mean, really, both were impactful. One was yeah. a major play for 42 yards. He was wide open. Um, I, it, boy, the Cardinals had so many breakdowns in their secondary. that they, they, this, is, this has been the, the epitome of the Cardinals. They're so feast or famine defensively. Mm-hmm. If, if, you pick, if you block well against them, you can make play after play after play if your quarterback's accurate. Your guys get open and run the correct routes. And boy, they did in this game. It I, honestly, this may sound ridiculous. They probably should have had forty points in this game. They, they were there, man. I mean, twenty six is damn good, but um, they did have twenty in the first half. That's the problem. They only had six in the second half. Right. Although, remember, the Eagles spotted them two on a safety, and yeah. then spotted them really seven more when they had the uh, punt blocked, and then gave the Arizona the ball at the eight. After that, I thought the Eagles' defense really managed to hold its own, mm-hmm. and that's a good segue to now break down the defense. First, let me tell you to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code ITB to get all your sign-up bonuses. That is code ITB to get all of your sign-up bonuses on the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right, let's get into this defense, Adam. Uh, I just mentioned, I mean, I, the 16 nothing early, it looked bad. But then you kind of realize, you know, they got some points on the uh, the safety from the grounding, and then they got spotted a few on the punt block. I, there was a span there from the second to the third and early in the fourth where the defense was getting, doing a good job of getting pressure. Obviously, the interception on Murray in the end zone, that was probably more bad Murray than good Eagles Boy, defense. Boy, that thing looked like it was but, a waffle iron. <laughs> I don't even – I think he was throwing a Hopkins, but Hopkins looked like he was a good three yards I, away I don't know what him. happened there, man. I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but, but it wasn't – X's hands. So that they had three yeah, yeah. turnovers. Yes, yeah. They which you know the Eagles are not a big turnover team. That's the one big disappointment. Other, but uh, boy, Alex Singleton's all over it, man. They for the most part they tackled extremely well. They did a great. Here's the reason why the game is close. Okay, where they were down sixteen nothing. The reason why they were able to come back, they did not let Kyler Murray beat them with his feet. I know he scored a touchdown right up the middle, but I'm talking about the back breaking runs. The Russell Wilson, when you think you got him and he breaks, breaks your back with a run to get a first down and you just demoralize it, he didn't have those runs. That helped them. Singleton's been an unbelievable find. He, he had the fumble recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, one tackle for loss, 11 total tackles. He was terrific. What a, what an amazing – he is a starting linebacker, man. I, I, I've kind of changed my mind on him where I'd say, oh, he's your fourth linebacker on a great football team. No, yeah, you know no he can play. Yeah, he could play exactly. Um, I agree with you. We knew that in training camp. We knew he could we play did. in training and, camp. And, and yeah. why the hell was this even an issue? Whether he's going to make the football team? That's another thing. Uh, that's another. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was Ken Flagel's fault? I just. I think you and I had had the same information where it was going going down to the wire whether he was going to make it. Now they may yep. disagree, but our people, what we've heard, it was close. He was on the fringe, man. It's ridiculous. How is that even possible? Well, and then not to and listen, we don't want to relitigate the first six weeks of the season because there were plenty of darts to throw and we landed yeah. them all and so did the fans but 
you mentioned Gary, right, playing. I mean, can you, do you think maybe one or two of those games might have been different if Nate Gary's not in and Alex Singleton is, if they had started off with a Singleton-Edwards or a Singleton-Riley type of nickel package? I, I don't um, know. But, man, well, the defense really, would have been better, but, but yeah. the problem is because of the, uh, the turnovers on offense, it still was, you know, they're still going to lose most likely. But yeah, that's true. Would the defense been better? Absolutely. How about Absolutely. that Steelers game? Is that a winnable game if it's not Nate okay. Gary uh, against right. Chase Claypool? Might have been. Might have been. But Who knows? here's what Ken Flagel's learned. Stop having favorites. Why don't you just evaluate the players by their performance and, and make a decision off of that? Yeah. That's, that's my, my one criticism. We don't talk about them very much. But, uh, the, look, we had the LJ Fort situation, which was a terrible decision a year ago. Right, right. Um, I understand what, why they did it. In the end, but it's still faulty reasoning. The guy's a good football player. Um, but you know, overall, the defense did some good things here. Don't let the score fool you. When you're play, you know they went they went dime and nickel the basically the entire game. I don't I don't know how much unless it was short yards they weren't going to base. Right. Um, you know, Roby Coleman. They had him moving. They moved the corners and safeties around a lot. Yeah, which is what we expected. Uh, the kid Seymour got hurt in the game. So we'll, we'll, they had some injuries in the game, which is typical, but we'll find out more as the week progresses. But, uh, I think Jim Schwartz has got to feel, yeah, I'm sure he's disappointed they lost, but they, they learned a lot. They, they learned that yes, these, these, these guys who shouldn't probably be on the field show that they can be on the field because they actually helped the team in the end. They did the mm-hmm. best job that they can under unbelievably difficult circumstances for the players that they are, which is below average. Well, they play like they, they show that they can play in the league and be good backups uh, once the starters come back, but they have what they have. And shout out to Jim for mixing uh, a lot of one shell and two shell defenses, you know, single safety and two safety back. Because I, you know, there was a time where I thought make, like playing two safeties deep was against his religion or something. But <laughs> for the last two weeks, yeah. he, he has recognized the need to be able to do that. You can't do it all the time, right? Because you could, you could see, I mean, Murray had 400 passing yards. There were times where they were playing two deep safety coverages and Murray would just pick them apart over the middle with your boy uh, Christian Kirk there or even the tight end Dan Arnold. And then there were times when he was in his traditional one safety, you know, cover one, cover three look, that he would go after the seams and go after the sidelines with Hopkins. Um, so he was successful, Murray, but there were also times where he was confused and holding on to the ball and running. Mm-hmm. And I do attribute that to Jim kind mixed of mixing up. up his looks. I thought it was yeah, a good idea. Yeah, that, that's what right. That's what I was talking about before. He definitely mixed the mixed the looks up. Yeah. So that was encouraging. And Michael uh, Jaquette, I think we got to give this guy credit. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, go but ahead, like no, go ahead. Uh, Michael Jaquette, I'm sure, you know, he, I'm sure he took uh, he was on the, the wrong side of some some completions. Yeah, but yeah. do you remember a play where he was beaten by ten yards? Over the top? I mean, no, I feel like but, he played physically. Who are the two corners? I don't know how Hopkins had it, the deep the deep middle pass. Mm-hmm. 41 had his hand. Yeah, he caught that. But that's when Seymour got hurt. Come right. On, okay, Seymour. Seymour, right. He was 41. I think he was 41. 41, and uh, the safety on that, I think, was Epps. So I think it was okay. right between those two I mean, guys. they're there. They got to make the play. But I got to – I mean, Hopkins is, is so great. Yes. Um, that yeah, was right. a pretty they good catch. <laughs> well, I'm sorry? That was a pretty good catch, though. I mean, it was it, pretty good. Know. It was unbelievable. No, yeah. but what you make a great point because I thought for sure that Christian Kirk would be the deep threat because boy, he was earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. I can't see the tape yet, so I, I maybe they tried, but it didn't happen. And they right. had in Isabella inactive because because Fitzgerald was back off the COVID list. So I understand that, but you know, overall, um, the, you you know, it's funny. You say four hundred yards. How could you say they played well? I didn't say they played well. 
but they 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 hung in there. Right. And they gave look, they made enough plays that despite all the issues they had on defense with injuries and um missed assignments because guys sometimes there were communication errors. They made some plays when they had to to give the, 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 the offense the chance to win the game for them or tie it up, and that's what happened. Right. You had to have low expectations. You had to know that you were going to get beat by Hopkins a few times and he was going to have a big game. You didn't have a second and a third receiver have enormous games against them, so that's a testament to them. And they did make Hopkins work for some of those amazing catches that he made. And for Michael Jaquette to be an undrafted rookie and have to play that much and man the outside – and you brought this up like when they first brought him up. He's got some nice size to him, which is something that the Eagles don't have really yeah. at cornerback. Uh, and, he, you know, when they do get a guy with size like Russell Douglas, he can't run. But in this case, <laughs> Jaquette seems like he can run a little bit. So yeah. uh, I think that there's something there with him. I'm not saying he's going to be the starting corner next to uh, Slay next year. But, you know, we said going into the year that this team was really deficient at depth at outside corner. And certainly I think Jaquette has earned himself – in camp a chance to compete for that third cornerback job or fourth or depending on what they do. It looks like he's somebody that you can, blo- you can try to groom and develop. I agree. Yeah, I agree. They, they, they certainly found something in him. Um, you know, Marcus Epps, I, I remember talking to the Eagles at the trade deadline and you know, the reason why they made parks available, by the way, he's playing a lot for the Broncos or a lot. <laughs> he gets, yes. You know, it's comical, but getting back to Epps, what they really wanted to take a look at Epps. They, they, Schwartz really likes him, mm-hmm. and obviously uh, Seymour. Uh, I mean, uh, Wallace, Kevon Wallace, excuse me. Kevon Wallace, right. Yeah, so that, that was their goal, and they were able to do it, and we'll see what they do the final two games. We're, it's almost certain that they, they won't get in the playoffs. Um, but, th- there, but there's been some good stories on defense. There's no clue. By the way, Jannard Avery played in this game. I hadn't heard his name in about two months. but he played in this game. I did not notice that. Wow. Actually, yeah, he had a, he had a tackle for a loss, as a matter of fact. Oh, that's pretty good. Nice, nice to see Jannard Avery back in the uh, the old box score. And by the way, I could have bet money; I would have been a millionaire that even though he's not the same as he used to be, that Larry Fitzgerald was going to have a touchdown in this game because it's the <laughs> Eagles on the other side of the field. It's just amazing. He owns that guy. Them. Owns them. He's going to be fifty-five. He's going to be dead someday and still catching touchdowns against well, the Eagles. What's funny? Uh, John Hanson and I on our fantasy show, we 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 made fun of him. We loved Larry, but we called him the tight end because uh, he runs tight end routes because he can't run anymore. It's everything's inside. Yeah, and once you know it, three three for thirty five, eleven and a half, eleven seven per catch, and he had the touchdown. I mean, he's been an amazing guy. The guy's uh, just just remarkable. And I told you, Dan Arnold, eighty five yep. um, vertical tight end, he, he yep. got them three times. I mean, he's yep. that was his route. He's so skinny out there. He looked funny. <laughs> But look, it, it the, the the good thing that you learn, you know, Eagle fans have to look at is this: their heart was on the field. They gave everything they had. They're shorthanded severely. They had a chance to win. Special teams were horrendous. This is not their. This is you know they, they got a lot of issues on 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 special teams. Greg, Mister Safe Ward, it's not acceptable for him never to return a punt. Mm. I mean, they get the, the fair catching both. There's sometimes space for him to run. I know he's not explosive. Yeah, I get it. He doesn't drop the ball. That's great. That's half of it. But why won't they have – they had Rager back there for one time, but I think either the ball went out of bounds or something happened. He had an ankle injury apparently in the fourth quarter because he was standing on the side with his helmet off. So I oh, think that's I didn't why he that. didn't okay. get that. Okay. I didn't either. I, I saw it on the internet, and it was okay. written in a, by Eagles Wire. So I imagine that was announced either okay. on TV when I had it on mute or uh, in the press box. So. Okay, but, but my, my point is this, though. Overall, mm-hmm. Rager's got to be back there. Yes, the best I punt agree. return in college football. So explosive last year. I don't understand mm-hmm. it. The guy was a first round pick. Get him back there. 
they've, they've got to get the, now I know Cam Johnston got hurt. So you know that you can't blame anyone for that, but right. you know, the, the special teams overall block punt. What, what, I don't know what's happened to the special teams. They used to be special. They are not special anymore. No, they're not from the regression to the kicking game to what you saw out on the field. It seems like every week there's something new with special teams and then they're not doing anything to fool anybody themselves. Just like you saw the Cardinals pull out that, uh, by the way, nice pass by Andy Lee. Huh? Oh punter, man. 38 year old punter throws us a, a, a dime. Nice job by him right there. That was, that was a great call. Listen, that's a great call. I mean, yeah, when, when you, they caught him, they got him badly. I mean, that, that, yes, Jesus. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause it, the, Put that on our laundry list of issues with special teams in this game. My God, what a bad there game for go. special teams. There you go. All right, before, as we wrap this up, you know, Christmas is this week, Adam. Uh, so if people are still looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers for this holiday, look no further because our sponsors, Manscaped, have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped's the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products as and uh, great news is that they've released their products now in Europe, Canada, and down under in Australia. Mm-hmm. All right. So you don't have to worry about any of those issues that you have in the past from male grooming. Now let's, let's talk about some things that fit really well into a stocking for your stocking stuffer. You got the crop preserver, the ball deodorant that we've spoken to you about the crop reviver, which is the ball toner, the spray on toner, which uh, comes equipped with the aloe vera and hazel extracts makes it feel nice uh, down below there. The Crop Cleanser Body Wash, which is uh, also can be used on the hair on top of your head. Uh, you've got the Crop Mop Ball Wipes. You've got the Foot Duster, Foot Deodorant, which will get your, uh, you know, you're going sitting around the holidays and you want to kick your feet, feet uh, your sneakers off. Then your feet won't stink too bad. Uh, they've got the Shears 2.0 Luxury Four-Piece Nail Kit for all you mm. men out there with some cuticle issues. You can take care of that. Uh, you got the Weed Whacker Nose and ear, ear, ear Hair Trimmer, which has that proprietary skin-safe technology. And, of course, ba-ba-bum, the best trimmer for your butt balls and body, the Lawnmower 3.0 with the replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology. As you know, it helps reduce those grooming accidents. And all of these formulations are vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know it's all legit. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with that code ITB. All right? 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code ITB and be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Somebody tweeted at me the other day. I had a picture of their Manscaped kit. They said they were excited to have it ordered in. Uh, It is a great stocking stuffer, or if you get the whole set, it's a nice little gift that you can give anybody in your family, any man. And your family would appreciate that. So make sure you jump on that deal right now. 20% off of free shipping is hard to come by these days. So make sure you go out and get that. All right, Adam, who would your man? I think this one, just like last week, is, is fairly obvious on who the Manscaped man of the game would be, right? Uh, Dennis Gardak? No, I'm just kidding. That was the linebacker. <laughs> Jake Plummer? No, no. They, they had this guy. I love the guy's name. It, um, this, this like backup linebacker. Uh-huh. Um, who had a sack? De- Dennis Gardeck. I'm just because it's a funny <laughs> I name. I saw that guy. Yeah. Well, he had two sacks. He, he had two sacks of the game. I'm like, who is this guy? He's a plumber. Yeah. What is this guy? But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's got to be. It was. I said as it, going in and coming out, it's DeAndre Hopkins. He's guys just such a. I love this guy. Yeah. Uh, he's yet another player. I don't care what his forty time is. He's not gonna. He's not. He's not gonna beat you with his speed. He's gonna beat you with his smarts and toughness. Mm-hmm. And he actually, you know, I was reading the interview. I guess he wants to go into. He might go into scouting when he's done. Oh really? That's yeah, he's so, he's just smart and tough and crafty and what a great football player. He's done it with so many different quarterbacks in his career and 
it's fun to watch. It's really fun to watch him win. And he, by the way, you know, he did his contract on his own with, I guess, an advisor. I remember that. And I guess it worked out well for him, right? I mean, yeah, as far as the money is, yeah. 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 I don't know if I recommend that for everybody. No, I wouldn't. Really, but like, he, kind of be on your P's and you have to right, really know He did a short-term deal and he, you know, he, he got paid. Bill O'Brien didn't want to do it. What an awful right. trade Bill O'Brien made. Man, oh. That really, that, that trade How was worse and worse by the day. <laughs> really? I mean, everybody knew the trade was awful to begin with, but uh, it really does look worse by the, uh, by the day. So that's that's your Manscaped man of the game. You're going with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I had a really interesting stat on him. He's uh, he I think became the sixth receiver this year uh, to go over 100 120 yards receiving on the Eagles. Mm. Uh, Devontae Adams was on that list. Uh, let's see, George Kittle was on that list. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> he's not really a receiver. Metcalf had one set. What did Metcalf have? One seventy-seven. It was up there. Yeah, it was well. I mean, this has not been a great year. So you have Kittle at one eighty-three, Metcalf at one seventy-seven, Tyler Boyd at one twenty-five, Devontae Adams at one twenty-one, Chase Claypool at one ten, yeah. and of course DeAndre Hopkins at uh, one sixty-nine. So that would be the third best receiver. Imagine one hundred sixty-nine yards, not even being the top among the top two best performances against the Eagles this year. So pretty amazing, huh? Unbel- uh, really, it's, it's – <laughs> it I mean, tight ends have gotten them too. I mean, you know, yes. the, the, the Cardinals don't use their tight ends very much. But, right. um, look, it, it, just wrap it up. You, you got to be encouraged with the way Jalen Hurts played. They got two games left. I know the chances of getting the playoffs are very slim. They're still alive, technically. Right. Uh, but you're, stri- you're, you're trying to evaluate this player – they learn a lot about these defensive players in the secondary that probably shouldn't be playing, but they're playing. And this is the best part about it is that it's, it sucks that the guys get hurt that are starting, but you get to evaluate the other players for next year. And that's kind of what you do from a personal staff. If you got the film coaches mm-hmm. have it and they'll evaluate it for the future. No doubt about it. I'm by the way, I'm going to be a nice guy and just separate just for the sake of it and say that my manscaped man of the game is going to be Jalen hurts, you know, 411 total he, yards. Is he's pretty amazing. just as good. Yeah, yeah, three touchdowns. Um, yes, he had the grounding, uh, but zero interceptions, as we mentioned. And I don't think he lost. Did he lose a fumble? No, he lost, he, he had three fumbles. Didn't lose one. He's got that's something he's going to have to take a look at. Yep, because uh, obviously, could he always lose it? But so uh, that's something that uh, they're going to have to. Well, he's had four fumbles in two in in uh, two games. One he lost. That's not good. Right. Wentz right. had also Wentz has had issues with fumbles for years. Yep, I don't quite understand why, but I guess when you're moving around a lot, it's going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, Look, as you said, though, before we get out of here, that play where he, he, he fumbled it, they picked it up and threw it. Was it to Goddard? It was to Goddard. I believe oh it was to Goddard. What, a, what, what, what presence of mind. Really a beautiful play. Unbelievable play. All right, we'll be back on Wednesday morning to uh, give you a, a, a sourced breakdown of the All-22. We'll give our own observations of watching tape, and we'll have it all broken down from soup to nuts, as they like to say. Uh, until then, everybody – Enjoy the first part of your week and perhaps feel a little encouraged about what you saw from Jalen Hurts. That's going to do it for this edition of Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in Eagles Intel. Thanks, as always, to our producer, Hunter Brody. Check out his work on YouTube. It's called Sports Talk with Broads. Check him out on Twitter, at Broads81. And as always, we thank you for flying with us 